two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. Wikipedia! Wikipedia! Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. Welcome, everybody, to our inaugural episode of That Was Disappointing with myself, Art. We got Sexy Lexi here, and today we have our special guest panelists, Jeff and Matt, and as always, our fearless producer, Dave. Dave, this is the first one. Don't fuck it up. What's everybody drinking? <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> what is everybody drinking tonight? Don't all scan. I have a glass of strawberry Moscato. All right, Lex is coming in masculine as hell. I love it. Yeah, just needs an umbrella. <laughs> um, I got a glass of amaretto, which I swear is here that you can't see it. Cool, I like it. I'm pretty sure that amaretto is a mixer, isn't it? But uh, you never know. No, I just drink so it I, yeah, It's an Italian liqueur art. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt. I came, I came unprepared, so I just grabbed the cup that was closest, which is my son's Lion King cup of water. So nice. that's what I'm drinking. Okay. I have, I have myself a uh, tall glass of uh, Russian Rivers Pliny the Elder, which is delicious. What about you, Dave? I have got the Star Hill Brewing Series of Sours, four different sours for each of the topics. Oh, <laughs> you're going to go through four bottles in 40 minutes. I can't wait to see how this is going to play out. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Dave, who should we kick off with? Uh, let's start with art. I was really hoping you weren't going to say that, <laughs> but that's okay. So I, uh, I want to start with something a little bit risque and a little bit interesting. Um, awkward boners. I just want to talk a little bit about some awkward boners. Um, are they, are they badges of honor to tell these stories or are talking about awkward boners, just constant embarrassments? Absolutely. Okay. Um, if, well, which, if you don't mind me, if you don't one? mind me starting, you don't mind me starting off here. Um, awkward boners. Uh, I would have to go back to my college days. I was in a play and I had to make out with a very attractive actress um, who uh, what, what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened to, that, that had a little bit of a Jillian Anderson look about her. Um, and I could not do the scene without popping a boner. So it basically for every rehearsal, I would hide behind the set, uh, every time after our scene, you know, kind of stoop myself over just to make sure it wasn't too obvious, but of course it was because everybody saw it. So the way that I corrected it, believe it or not, and this brilliant idea came to me and I all, and I hope you all agree it's a brilliant idea as well. For every performance, I would wear six or seven pairs of underwear. And it, I didn't feel much down there, but I also didn't pop a boner. So are you saying, are you saying that you would go on stage wearing a veritable diaper? You're damn right. I would. 
And what play was this, if I may ask? It was uh, Neil Simon's Same Time Next Year. <laughs> At least it was a comedy, so it works out okay. <laughs> Anybody else anything? care to talk about oh, their boners? <clears throat> we need to explore this a little more. Um, <laughs> so you said everybody saw it. What, what exactly can you, can you, I can't imagine, you know, there's a six foot five guy walking around with a boner and, um, you know, people aren't jumping on the opportunity to make some comments. Have you not What's seen my Zoom background? <laughs> yes. It's actually 6'3", but but uh, I do appreciate you calling me 6'5". Um, we'll take a couple extra inches anywhere we can get them, right? That's right. <laughs> you, have, you have to remember as well that it was very dark backstage. So, you know, people were kind of, you know, getting prepared for their scenes and whatnot. It, it is only a two-person play, but what they did was they had, you know, just so just so it wasn't the same same two actors actors the entire time. Every scene, which would take place a few years later, was played by a different actor and actress. So I, you know, I would like to think that most of them were probably working on their own lines at the time, and that it was dark backstage, and that they didn't right. really notice, but. Yeah, I would basically just lean over as best I could just to hide it. But of course, if you're spouting wood, I mean, you know, there's there's only so much you can do. You weren't like turning around, smacking people on the you know side of the hip or anything with it. That'd be really hot, but no. <laughs> so, so are you saying that you didn't get a standing ovation for your standing o? Oh, mm, you know what? Um, hmm. <laughs> wow that was compelling radio i love it <laughs> I, I, it, it, it would have been nice if i had gotten a compliment about it but no i did not well no. it's better to go unnoticed i suppose yeah <laughs> what about you guys let's talk about your boners i don't really have an awkward boner story i just remember um you just oftentimes the, the school the, the bus ride you know to middle school all those vibrations you know, but it wasn't hard to hide that because, you know, you always have like books or something and you just kind of walk to class with a book strategically placed in front of you. I do remember around eighth grade, um, it was like something out of like a 80s sitcom where the teacher calls you up and, you know, because you didn't have to think, there, nothing sexy had to be happening. You just had to be, <laughs> you know, algebra and you're getting a boner. So I got called to class and I, because I was the coolest kid in school, I used to tuck my shirt in. So... <laughs> I got called up to to write on the whiteboard. I just untucked the shirt and, you know, I was a little heavier. So I had baggy pants to start. So I just, you know, I look like I just kind of rolled out of bed. But other than that, you know, nothing, nothing really awkward about it. I was able to conceal it appropriately. Nice. Probably never been a, a problem for you, Jeff, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, no, no, you know, you're not working with a lot. It, it's a lot easier. I feel bad for black <laughs> How about you, Matt? Oh, man, I'm, I've been trying to think through as everybody else has been speaking. I can't think of any awkward boner stories that come to mind. What kind um, of a life have you had, man? Obviously not a very exciting one. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work on that. I need some more awkward situations in my life. Well, let's ask as you this. What would happen? Good. How would you deal with an awkward boner if it happened? Uh, let's say you're at a birthday party for a kid and then it just happened. What would you do? I mean, I'd like to think you just put a hand in your pocket and kind of hold it back, just sort of uh, <laughs> kind of conceal it. And you're, <laughs> I don't know. I like think that. About it. 
<laughs> it's probably going to come up next time now, and I got to be prepared. Hey, oh, yeah, I see uh, what you did and, there. Uh, at what, what point do we call the FBI? Because you got a boner at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. This is this yeah. is recorded line. I'm sure they're already pinging us for it. <laughs> hey, Art, this goes up around the world, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> hey, Matt, could you give your address now, you know, just to save them some time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to need your social security um, number as well. My my last name is Burke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Art? Oh, oh, well, geez, which one do I choose? That's, that's always the question. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like for me, <clears throat> what... What strikes me as the the most memorable would be any that happened in like middle school or I, I'm not really great at remembering specific ages, but I just remember that that intense feeling of shame and awkwardness of that very much like you were talking about, Jeff, where you had to go to the front of the class. And, <laughs> and of course, it's like it's happening and you know it's happening and there's nothing you can do about it. And you could feel it's happening and you know there's nothing else. And and I wasn't so fortunate to have, you know, baggy pants and, you know, a tucked in Shouldn't shirt. I think I had like a Lacoste, you know, a Lacoste polo shirt. And that was about as good as it got. And I just had to do that awkward walk carrying my composition notebook in front of me and insisting that I bring it up. Yeah, it was, um, I, there's no specific time, but it's just like the overall emotional texture of that memory sits with me. And, um, and it's one of those things that as I get older, I look back on almost with a weird bittersweet fondness to think about how simple yet complex the world was as a kid <laughs> growing up getting random awkward boners. One of the nice things about getting older is that becomes a lot less of a problem. Yeah, I mean, you have to work extra hard later on in life to, to get things <laughs> going. I'm not well, there gonna, yet, but the, well, the, intended. Know, the random pop-up. Clearly not with four kids. Is, that's, that's a <laughs> thing gone by now. Uh, are you sure about that, though? Because if the Viagra ads tell us anything, it's that, you know, you know that's all old people are doing nowadays okay well that that's a separate topic i think we need to we need to go ahead and shelve that for later unless somebody else has that as their topic is old people banging because now that is a something that's something else that requires its own specific deep dive no pun intended oh man I, old people need love too you know oh absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah it's uh i've actually heard it's um you, you know i'm just going way off the reservation here but 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 i know that some people like um i think the word is femdom and um you know you have like the doms out there and such and one of the things that they do is they kind of like put guys wangs in locked cases have have you guys heard of this or I, uh, I'm, f I'm familiar with the practice you're speaking of, not okay. directly, but yes. Okay. Um, the yeah. depths of my depravity know no bounds. So you can pretty much bring up any weird sort of fetish. And I've, I've, I've had some experience reading about it. So, Oh, if you think about it, that would solve the problem. Well, I guess, yeah. If you, if you well, put your junk in a box and locked it up. I was going to say that Justin Timberlake already solved this like a decade ago. <laughs> 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 Who would have known that, that Lonely Island was so prophetic when they came up with that song? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and transition over to another topic. Dave, 
Did you have anything, uh, did you want to share about that uh, particular boner scenario? Well, I'm definitely going to give Joe four and a half points for this one. Uh, he, four and a half sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the only one outside of middle school to get an awkward boner. So congratulations, Joe. Thank <laughs> yeah, you, sir. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Davey, you ready for your second cider? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody who can't tell. Oh, my God. He... <laughs> She looked like a nursing calf sucking <laughs> on that bottle to finish it quickly. That was awesome. This one's a cucumber. Oh, nice. mm, delicious. Nice. It'll be refreshing. And it's like mm. a visit to the spa. Yeah. Uh, who do we got next, Dave? Uh, we're going to go with Joe. All right. Gentlemen, congratulations. You are dead. Fortunately for you, the afterlife is whatever you make it. Think what dreams may come sans the preachiness. What is the universe you create to spend the rest of your eternity in? That is a very interesting that's, question. That's deep, man. Well, I need to ponder that podcast. This is this. Well, you know, it's as deep as we allow it to be. And I'm really hoping that at least like two of us don't take it so deep. (laughs) Yeah. Does anybody realize we just went from boners to make your own, make your own universe in the afterlife? We're basically talking (laughs) about what would you do in heaven? (laughs) Or whatever your afterlife would be. Um, I mean, suppose that you wanted to live in a Lord of the Rings sort of fantasy world. That would be kind of cool. You know, I think if I was like doing that, I'd probably put myself into one of the elven communities just so that I could know that I'm going to stay clean and I'm going to be pretty and that, uh, you know, things are just going to go okay for me health wise. I mean, you're, hey, you're already dead, so it doesn't matter. Yes, to, yeah, Joe. You know so, you're dead? So you would want to be a hobbit? No, no, I said I want to be an elf, not a hobbit. I'm not going to the okay. hobbit. I'm not going to the, though the Shire would be nice like to visit. This. It's like the snootiest of all the mythical creatures, right? <laughs> well, I it's mean, like the Beverly Hills of creatures. Well, yeah, but you know, it's earned. They're also the most badass if you look at them too. Maybe it's just because I'm revisiting the movies, but maybe that's what it is. I am really Orlando Bloom. Hey, he's pretty, and it's okay. And I am really glad that that art went the movie route because the first thing I think of is, you know, you know. The Star Wars universe, the Game of Thrones universe, the Witcher universe. You know, if, if you can create your own afterlife of all these things, I would think that Star Wars would be the most exciting, the most, you know, you know, whether you want to be a Sith Lord or a Jedi Master, or, you know, whatever, you know, the just the amount of places you could explore in a galaxy a long time ago, you know, far, far away. Okay. Uh, You're right. I want to rescind my answer. Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's no go backs. And I, uh, I like that Dave did have to make a, a good note here that at least you'd pro- you'd probably dream of an afterlife where there's no awkward boners, right? Wow, um, crickets, crickets, crickets. It, that that Dave, one I'm never using one of your jokes again. That depends. That depends exactly how hot are the <laughs> Twi'leks. How hot are the Twi'leks? What are they called? Is that the Twi'leks? Chick, the, like, the two, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The ba- yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Are you talking about from Star Wars, the, the yes. singer, the blue singer chick? Yeah, the one that was it. Oh, they had a name? Yeah, Twi'leks. Twi'leks. Star Wars has Something a name. Like Which one is it? Twi'leks or Twi'leks, Joe? This I is really know. important stuff. 
<laughs> well, if you're going to have a weird sexual after death fantasy about them, you better know. <laughs> All right, That's Matt, true. it's on to you, sir. Up, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get like the Ragnar. Um, yeah, I'd I'd like to think that it'd be very similar to the life we're in now, but we have superpowers. Like I can fly. Ooh. Oh, do a walk through walls, <laughs> laser eyes. Pretty much be Superman in in yeah. this world. Without the kryptonite, right? Yes, exactly. But then so that would lead you, to exploration because you could go in space, fly through space, and basically just uh, explore as, however far you wanted to. So that's kind of my first view. So as a superhero, would you still have arch villains? Yeah, I think so. How else would I be a hero unless I was protecting people from villains? So yeah. you're saying that there would be evil in your afterlife? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I am. But I'd wow. be able to defeat it. Uh, okay, okay. I see. Okay. So you posited yourself a challenge, yet you know it's a challenge you will win. It's not a challenge, is it? Ooh. No, it's not. It just makes me feel better about myself. So you, you, you just want an easy win afterlife, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You don't get many easy wins in this life. I want some easy ones in the next one. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. Very, very good point. <laughs> so would your alter ego just wear glasses or what oh no i'd always be in costume (laughs) (laughs) i'd never change out of it describe your costume and it's not because i'm looking for some sort of fantasy i I don't know that i've given it that much thought about the costume but there would definitely be a cape well of course that goes without saying would your, would your costume require six pairs of underwear so you don't get a super boner? <laughs> no, remember there are no awkward boners in the afterlife. Yeah. Boners happen that's exactly true. when they That's in happen. your afterlife. That's not in Matt's. Matt's. No, no, that's in, that's in may- Joe's. Or actually, I guess it's really Dave's, but you know. Yeah. I may have to change my question to what my super name should be, superhero name should be. But don't I'll, tell us. Don't tell I'll us. save that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. I was going to bring it up for the rest of the group, but uh, I'm I'm kind of afraid to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we've actually been rather timid for the most part this talk, so uh, <laughs> yeah, watch out. <laughs> All right, Burke, it's on you. All right, I don't want to give a cop out answer, but I am anyway. <laughs> I would have an afterlife that allowed me to jump into many different afterlives. So. Ooh. One day, if I'm bored, I'm going to be fighting the zombie apocalypse. Then I'll be on the Enterprise. You know, then I'll be, you know, I don't know, exploring the bottom of the ocean. Something different every day. So you want an afterlife that's kind of like a PS4 or an Xbox? Yeah, pretty much. Exactly right. You're right. Hmm. Different worlds. It's not a bad idea. Like, you know, it's kind of reminiscent. Um, I don't know if any of you all watched A Good Place. Uh, yeah, I haven't finished it though, so no yeah, spoilers, Joe. Mind, this no is spoilers, a spoiler-free no podcast. <laughs> no spoilers. Sorry, sorry. You should have said that, Art. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spoiler-free podcast, or else it's a very fast way for me to earn us our M rating or explicit rating in the, uh, <laughs> the podcast area. Well, well, let me ask you this, Burke. What would be your very first universe you would visit? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so. Actually, it would be what Matt said, but I don't want to duplicate the answer. So I'll say this. I think a war-torn universe where you're sort of like Doom Guy would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You're just ripping spines out. You know, you're shooting everything (laughs) in the face. You're just slaughtering 
the enemy army just like with no mercy. Also got the chainsaw, all that good stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The BFG, the shotgun, double barrel shotgun, the whole thing, the whole thing. Chain guns, everything. Uh, the BFG. What movie was it? Uh, was it Wreck It Ralph? Where they're in the one arcade game and they were like yeah. fighting the giant bugs? Yeah, sort of something like that. You're well, talking about like, they... well, was it the giant bugs or was that the one where they were like Grand Theft Auto style? I think that was a part of it, but there was a, it was called like Call of Service or there was some game that was a war game in that movie. It would be something yeah. like that. Art is confusing the sequel uh, to Wreck-It Ralph with the original hmm. uh, yeah. because the original was one with uh, where, where I think you're talking about Jane Lynch's character. Right, right. Who right. was like the, uh, who was like the army sergeant, you know, the Marine or whatever who was doing that. All right. You know, Burke, I find it interesting that you would, or I should call you Jeff because we're not calling my last names here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Uh, <laughs> put that shit together and find him on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and all forms of social media. Yes. And he lives my employer immediately. <laughs> yeah. Don't I'd worry. He's a dog groomer. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> I find it interesting that you would go with, with Doom Guy rather than Duke Nukem. Because at least if you were Duke Nukem, you would have like the great sayings and whatnot. That's uh, true. I could kick ass and chew bubble gum. Duke Nukem. I found a great soundboard for that. <laughs> I feel like I need the. I feel like I need to bust that out. I wish I, I really, if only if only podcasts allowed me to plan ahead and figure these things out. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, getting back to my first choice uh, you know i'm i'm like i was saying star wars but now i'm waffling again and i'm thinking like the witcher uh just because i'm watching you know i played the games i read the books i'm uh watching the netflix show finally and just oh my god it's so good so i finish it huh not just yet i'm getting close good. getting close good. so here, here here's the spoilers <laughs> <laughs> payback all right now the turns table I think that's about all the time we have for, for that topic. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, Dave, are you going to pound out that beer for us? Yeah, come yeah on. I'm going to finish this beer, but uh, after I let you all know that it's actually Twi'Lex, there are two races of Twi'Lex, and uh, only the females have the very long ears. The males Wait, have males? normal. Yes. Well, how else would they reproduce, Joe? Asexually? Yeah. Okay, valid point, but still... But Joe, I am still going to give you the points for this one. I'm going to give you 3.26 points, which is a parsec. So, uh, oh, yeah, congratulations. Like that. Is that so, Dave? Because I think you're going to die for that. <laughs> Very nice. I'm going to kick your ass, bitch. <laughs> I've got balls not of steel. That was not Doom Balls Guy. Balls of Steel. Now, now that, that, I don't even know if that's Duke. Balls that Duke of Steel. That is definitely Duke Nukem, yes. <laughs> Have a All taste right. of my ball. There you go. All right, we're done with that soundboard. <laughs> Dave is now ready to pound into his fourth. Um, third. Third, we're, sorry, we're third. Cranberry well, now. Just a, a fun little fact behind the scenes. Uh, we're actually going to be recording another show after this, so this is going to make real, real interesting times. <laughs> Dave, will you be trying to pound down six, seven, and eight? But five, sorry, five, six, seven, and eight for the second show. 
We'll see how it goes. Rock and roll. Love it. <laughs> All right. Who's up next? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was not paying attention. I was looking for my Duke Nukem soundboard. We're going to go with Jeff. Jeff. All right. Well, you know, my question to the group is going to be a little lame. I didn't know this was going to be such a quote unquote racy group of questions. Deep. Whoa. I got, I got racy and I got deep thought. So ah. I was, uh, you know, I got a few kids. We like to go to the movies. I know that all the major movies have been delayed. Um, in particular, we're looking forward to Black Widow. So my question to the group was, and I know you guys are all movie buffs, and the, the Marvel movies are obviously the highest grossing movies in the last few years. So what do you think is the best Marvel movie to date? And why? Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, okay, first, real quick, before we dive down into this rabbit hole, I just want to make sure, has everybody, have they all seen the culmination of the first phase? Can't hear like, you, la, 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 la. So you haven't, wait, Joe, so you haven't seen I'm Endgame kidding. and all that shit? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, so everybody's right. seen Endgame, right? So we all know how it all goes. Yep. Okay, um, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, in case you live under a rock and you haven't seen the rest of phase one, Go ahead and fast forward this 10 minutes because we might end up dropping some spoilers. Otherwise, stay with us. <clears throat> so that's a really good question, Joe. Um, I'm sorry, Jeff. Joe. Jeff, well, <laughs> this plight oh, is really doing its thing. You guys look exactly the same, don't you know? <laughs> the beard. Um, so yeah. let, me, let me ask you, when you say Marvel movie, are you talking about character, like Marvel character films or are you talking about Marvel studio films? I'm going to say Marvel studio films. Okay, I mean, so we're not, ones. so that means Deadpool... Right, and fantastic four, in the running. like that. It, no, j just the the Infinity was the Infinity uh, the Infinity War Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that twenty three films? Roughly, yeah, 21, 22, yeah. 23. Just just talking that series. I'm going to go ahead and say, um, believe it or not, I'm not going to go with Endgame here. I am going to go with Captain America: The Winter Soldier. So mm. the reason being is because if I recall correctly, and you know, Dave might have to do some research, but I believe that was the first Russo Brothers movie. And that was the movie that got the ball rolling. And if anything, it was the classic 70s spy espionage movie. It, it, and it really got the ball rolling with where the Marvel studio films wound up. Um, you know, that was the first film i saw in the you know in the marvel studios catalog even more than the original like avengers it just blew me away and you know that that was when i knew that they were on to something really 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 special and uh the the between the unbelievable casting with robert redford um i'm forgetting some characters here i i can't remember the name of the gentleman who's the new captain america now who was uh falcon oh. um anthony mackie is it? anthony, anthony mackie, mackie. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um uh, just you know you know it, it introduced a lot of great characters um it brought back a lot of great characters it was just really phenomenal as i said and and that was and that really was the template if you ask me for all future marvel studios movies i'm gonna jump in here and i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat I'm going to give an, an answer and a half. Um, for me, um, I would say Civil War. Captain America Civil mm -hmm. War was the one Because that... you saw it with me? Yes, that's the answer. Just you, say that. Did I, like, see I your... did, I, did I see it with you? 
Oh Christ! I gotta go. I just, Ooh, I my cat that's awkward. Wait, how could I have seen that with you? Civil War. I was out here. I was living in California when that came out, wasn't I? Yes. And I drove. I had a conference in California, and I called you and was like, "Hey, you want to go to the Chinese theater and see Civil War?" Oh shit! You're right. Oh wow. Hey, dude. I have. I yeah, have consumed. Really um, dude, I have consumed so many substances in my life. It's really hard to differentiate yeah. memories and fantasies. Well, yeah. you know what? It was honestly because of Bert. I mean, sorry, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bert. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I think Civil War, I'd say for me, is the, the, the big one because it just it created that rift, that divide right down the line, and it felt like the stakes were so freaking high. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those things where in the arc of the story, it felt like nothing can be the same from here on out. That's what it felt like when I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, my half answer is in full disclosure. I'm not a huge superhero movie guy. Um, I got so much superhero film fatigue when they were bringing out a Marvel movie every year, every six months, it seemed. And every studio had some sort of superhero movie and I was just getting really tired of them. And when that happened, Black Panther came out. And what I liked about Black Panther was the fact that it did not feel like a superhero movie. It felt like a sci-fi film. Mm. And that one I really, really dug because finally it was like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, holy shit, now it's not just about all the superhero stuff. There was other things to it. It just felt, I mean, again, it was about superhero business, but there was an element of sci-fi to it that just made it feel inherently different. But um, but yeah, I, I would go back to the, to answer the question, really. It would be Civil War for me. Okay. Yeah. That's I was going to end up going with them, but I'll, I'll change it now. Uh, yeah, but that end scene that with shit. Iron Man, that end fight between Iron Man and Captain America was just one of my, mm-hmm. my favorite scenes in any of the Marvel movies when they were just going at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, great fight scene. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Iron Man 1, the first Iron Man, which in my mind was kind of started everything. That's mm-hmm. what, I, I don't know if that was the, exactly the first movie in the it was in the phase, but it was actually no, that started no, everything. Wait, that didn't? I thought yes, that was, was part. I thought that was part of Marvel's entire oh. Phase One structure. I think it was the Hulk was the original. Oh, Iron Man came out before yeah. the Hulk came out okay. like months later. Okay, my bad. Yeah, because there was a couple different Hulks. There was not. I, there wasn't Marvel Hulk until David later. can can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure Iron Man was first. Okay, Iron my bad. Man came out May second, two thousand eight, right? Two thousand eight, Incredible Hulk, June thirteenth, two thousand eight. Mm. Damn. John Favreau is the godfather of the Marvel Universe. But, I mean, Robert Downey Jr., he was the perfect Tony Stark. Just really got the superhero movie started, and I just thought it was so well done uh, without being too over-the-top cheesy. um, Just well-done movie. So I just say that that jump-started everything in my mind. What would you say, Burke? So, uh, well piling on or at least attacking on the Matt's question or Matt's request of uh well actually he said Iron Man which I I agree with um but I think it was a fun factoid and Dave you can look this up too but I think Tom Cruise was originally slated to play Iron Man and then Favreau went to Marvel and said no you know Downey Jr. is the man he can do it Mm -hmm. and they took a gamble with Downey Jr. Oh my god can you imagine what a fucking generic yeah. trite <laughs> movie it would be if it was tom cruise as iron man 
I couldn't yeah. deal with it. That, that would change a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I would, all right. Well, my original answer was going to be Civil War because it meant a lot to me because me and my friend Art hadn't seen each other in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> theater and it was a really memorable experience because I was in LA and the Chinese theater is historic and it was such a nice night. But since that's all gone to shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick, actually, you know, it's funny, you know, there's four of us on here, and I think the majority of folks would probably say Endgame for a lot of obvious reasons, but uh, Infinity War is actually my mm -hmm. favorite uh, Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. A couple reasons why. Um, first, it's, you know, up to this point, with the exception of the Avengers movies, um, there'd always been, you know, there's standalone movies, there was ensemble movies, and then there was the big, you know, tentpole Avengers movies. But this was the first one that brought all of them together. You got the Guardians, you've got, you know, the Doctor Strange, you got Black Panther, who have only had single solo movies. You've got the original Seven Avengers. Um, so everybody's in the film together. Um, had some fantastic, probably the best choreographed action scenes mm -hmm. um, filmed in the Marvel Universe at that point in time. Endgame, obviously, I think the, the ending there took the cake, but um, up to that point was the best. Uh, I think the Russos really came into their own with Infinity War because you got to remember they had, I don't remember the exact number. It was like 30, maybe it's higher than that. Maybe it was like 40 some characters. They balanced in that movie, which is mm. just absurd. Um, and then finally, what I loved about it was that the, the heroes didn't win. You exactly. know, every movie up to that point, the hero always won. And you knew that going in, right? Because you're rooting for the hero. And, and, not only, and not only did the... Did the hero not win did the heroes not win but it was but you know i don't know if it was the same for all of you guys as well but at the end of that movie in the because i saw it twice i want to say the theater both times you could hear a pin drop <clears throat> yeah absolutely and that was amazing you know well, yeah i watched yeah. a screening of that when i was working at uh, disney toon studios when it was still around and we we all saw that and it was one of those things where everybody sort of sat there and in quiet reflection in stunned silence after that because we're like for, at first it was two waves the first wave was holy shit what just happened and the second wave was holy shit we have to wait how long to see how this ends <laughs> uh, i just yeah. want to call out a little fact that dave uh, brought up that i thought was pretty cool uh did you know that the russo brothers were given that film after directing community episodes about paintball so Such they apparently showed their chops in battle time on Community. Such and they're like, you know what? Here, have a Marvel movie. <laughs> Dan Harmon is a master. Dan Harmon's a master. That's all I have to say. Damn right. Hold on. Before, before we progress forward, let me, let me just start this real quick. So you guys all saw Endgame? Yeah. Yes. Honestly, tears when Danny Jr. died. Yes or no? Oh, dude. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was coming, but it didn't change the fact that it was going to, I felt, I felt it. I knew it was going to happen and it still sucked. <laughs> hey, Matt, Matt. Yeah. I yeah. You a thousand. <laughs> oh, 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 look, there you go. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Okay. Let's go on to our final contributor here. M -m 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 Matt, what do you got for us? Yeah. So, um, I'm really excited that sports are coming back to America. It's been far too long. So I wanted to start off with a, with a sports question. I know Joe's a big baseball fan. Um, crazy predictions for a shortened baseball season. Hmm. And I'm going to start. I think the Orioles will have a better record than the Yankees Ooh. by the time the season's over. 
Interesting. Um, I know because the Yankees made a huge pickup this off season, much like they usually do, but this time with Garrett Cole, who was, who was of course the ace of the Houston Astros. Um, I definitely think they'll have a better record. Um, I don't, you know, for, for those of you listening, uh, you know, uh, Matt and myself, well, we're all Maryland born, uh, but Matt and myself, you know, we still live here in Baltimore uh, or in the Maryland area, I should say. Um, I think that the Orioles would definitely have a better record. Um, don't think they'll beat the Yankees. I'm sorry to say that, it's, especially if you look at our record against the Yankees last year, which was catastrophic. Uh, but the the upside is, is that uh, apparently there's a stud pitcher who uh, <laughs> who is basically the next – coming of Pedro Martinez and he's expected to be the top draft pick in next year's draft. So I'm kind of hoping that the Orioles suck just enough that they could possibly draft this kid. But uh, that Joe, come on. That's my prediction. Well, I I just want to take a second to thank Dave for putting a comment that is clearly directed to me in our chat here, which is uh, non-sports fans. Yankees will play the Orioles Orioles 10 times under the current season which is great because I don't know shit from Shinola when it comes to sports. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not going to have anything really great to contribute here. So this is where you're going to see me be the snarky douchebag because I just don't know sports, nor do I care. But it was great to listen to sports radio happen so hard for like the last two minutes. Burke, continue. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, baseball is not a, I don't follow baseball. I mean, not as much as I used to. Um, I mean, I was born a Florida Marlins fan. I'll die a Florida Marlins fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you definitely do realize born one, right? the Miami Marlins. <laughs> what? Yeah. So you do they, realize they're the Miami Marlins. They changed their name? What? When did this happen? This must be, this must have just happened. <laughs> they, they were the Florida Marlins to me. Dang it. Wait, they always isn't that the one Dan Marino? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, with. I uh, saw that movie. It's got Ace Ventura in it. <laughs> that was a movie. I thought it was a documentary. It was a documentary like a shot in real crime? time. I have to say, I I think it's hysterical that that you have one of the best teams in baseball in Florida. Um, you know, just a pitching factory. You know, you you know, you know, is is always either in the post season or chasing the postseason and cannot draw flies to shit and i'm talking about the tampa bay race i don't know what it is about tampa what it is with the perhaps perhaps there's something i don't know about the fan base there or like the stadium i i i know that the stadium's atrocious but i also thought that they were building a brand new state-of-the-art one but they it's the, the team has everything you could possibly want as a fan. And I'm pretty sure that the Orioles outdraw them. And that's just really, really uh, you sad. Know, I, I, we went to the stadium when we first got here um, so about two years ago. And I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it, it, I didn't see a huge difference between that and Cannon Yards and as far as quality goes. Um, I don't follow. Oh, you must be out of your mind. No, I'm dead serious. Have you been to Camden Yards? Other than being in a really <laughs> sketchy neighborhood, it was fine. I don't know. It's a baseball stadium. Son of a bitch. It's not like it's a casino. I, mean, I don't know what to expect. 
you go in there, there's concrete and there's hot dogs and there's got to play baseball. I know. I don't know. I didn't see it was such a big deal, but um, yeah, uh, like art, I don't follow baseball, so I don't have a whole lot to say. All I can say is that, you know, with Brady and Gronk here, um, I, I expect big things from the Rays. <laughs> they play on the Rays, right? right? Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're going to score a lot of three-pointers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's got to hurt. <laughs> so... So is anybody excited for sports just starting back up in general? The problem with me is I enjoy sports <clears throat> if I'm watching them live. That's the thing. It's like I, I'm not a televised sports guy. I, I'm not going to get on it and try to alienate our, you know, any of our two to three people audience at the moment. But I can say that I get significantly more joy out of watching sports live. Um, my wife's father has tickets to the Dodgers and we have some pretty awesome seats, humble brag. And it's usually really, really cool to watch people play that game in person, put baseball on TV. That's a fucking snore job to me, but watching it in person, I'm really impressed by the athleticism, but on TV, there's something lost with that. Um, and I guess it's just the camaraderie of seeing this with a bunch of other people and with our current, you know, COVID and all this other shit happening. I don't know when and how that's going to happen, um, but that's really the only way I would I would see it. And in that sense, I would be excited to have that opportunity to go back and see that again. But I I, I could not care less uh, about televised sports, and I know I'm hanging myself in a cross for this one. And I apologize to all the sports fans out there that you know who you are out of the two people listening. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to when we can actually go back to real sports in person. But you know, I have a feeling they're going to be doing a lot of televised empty stadium stuff for a while. Well, anybody, yeah. uh, anybody watch UFC? Oh, yeah. Did you see, was it 249, where they, they had the fighters in the octagon, but there was no audience in Jacksonville? That was actually great, and here's why. Because when you're watching it at home, you can't hear what's going on in the ring because you hear the crowd noise. You could hear every punch, every kick. You can make out what the coaches are telling the fighters, it was like a different experience. I'm actually pretty excited to see sports on TV when there's no audience. It might be like USC, it really felt like a very different dynamic. And this is where I completely disagree because- You're wrong. With sports, with, <laughs> thank you. With sports, with sports. And I guess I'm really only talking to Matt here since he's the only other guy who likes baseball, but sports they they're talking about all these you know uh you know the nba starting back up the nhl i believe starting back up of course baseball's starting back up soon football will hopefully be back in the fall but they're saying that with our current environment there's going to be no fans there in the stands something is lost when you have no one cheering it just, it just, you know, it might be one thing with UFC. Um, in fact, I know that there was one guy who won a fight at that show, Jeff, that I believe was, uh, um, he said that he heard one of the announcers saying what he should do. And then he actually won the fight using his advice. In fact, I believe it was Daniel Cordier who yeah, he yeah. heard him talking. Um, but the thing is, is that there's just something lost without that crowd cheering, uh, whether you're the home team, away team or whatever. And it's going to be just, 
super awkward for me. No, I, I completely agree. And I mean, I, you know, I can think about it abstractly and say, hey, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's an energy that people bring to, to the entire experience. If you don't have that crowd rooting you on, I mean, yeah, I'm sure any athlete plays to win, but I don't know how many athletes actually do what they do with nobody watching. It's mm -hmm. almost sort of like to do like a weird variation of if a tree falls in the forest sort of thing. You know, does an athlete, does an athlete really do what they do purely because they enjoy the sport or is there some element to that adoration, that energy from the crowd? It's almost like saying, hey, would an actor act without having anybody ever see what they're doing? You know, if they get paid, yes. Like, it's all about their paycheck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sure. If you get paid, that's right. Well, we're, if we want to cheapen it up, we sure we certainly yeah. will. But I, I, that's an interesting point, Joe. And I think that that does certainly bring a level of energy to it that is not going to be easily replicable. So I want to. I want to. I think the thing that you guys aren't thinking about, though, is I think this is where the announcers come in. The announcers fill that gap where you know there's a home run. You hear right. The announcers are just going to be a little more animated a little bit more, you know, boisterous when major events happen. Cause I think, I don't know, just from my opinion, but the folks in the, in the stands, that's just background noise. It's like a, it's like a air conditioner running in the background. You really, you don't hear it after a certain So it's more time. like white noise. Exactly. Let us close on this just because we are running out of time with this topic. And it just so happens that, that I am one of the main characters here in the show so so i can have whoa look at you let me ask you this as as baltimore fans as you know we have an unbelievable quarterback in lamar jackson oh that's who had some unbelievable runs last year in baltimore you know some of the best plays of the year in my honest opinion those plays aren't as awesome with the crowd without the crowd going as nuts as they were. Just my two cents. How can you say that when we've never had it without a crowd? You got because it's my show. <laughs> wow. Well, you can't or argue with logic too. like that. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, when you spend the zero dollars to produce something, I guess then you can call a power chair. But, you know. <laughs> Well, well gentlemen, thank you so much for, for joining us here for, for this inaugural episode. Well, might be our inaugural episode. We'll have to see. Oh, it'll but, be, uh, it'll be, we're just going to put it out there and, and God help us. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, uh, I uh, hope, I hope everyone here enjoyed. I hope that anyone listening out there also enjoyed. Uh, Art, do you, do you have some closing thoughts for us? Uh, I want to thank Jeff and Matt for stepping up to the plate and being brave in the face of complete uncertainty and Dave for doing what he does best, which is supporting us and being an awesome dude with some very funny side commentary. I wish we could have gotten more of it. Dave, next time, say it. Oh, 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 real quick, real quick. Dave, who won? Oh, you're on mute, Bubba. Dave is on mute. I am on mute. My bad. My wife came in and she was trying to talk to you all, not knowing we were we were recording. I know so, she uh, came in. She's like, like "Who's that naked guy behind Art? I want to <laughs> yes. see." But uh, Matt gets fifty-four points. Matt, you might recognize fifty-four being the number of wins that the Orioles got last year. So any year they came uh, here, congratulations. Any year they came to Baltimore. <laughs>
They could match yes. that this year. There's a oh, chance. Oh, God. You guys are making <laughs> me have to have a bowel movement. Uh, all right. So Matt I, wins with 54 points. Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes uh, let's see. I also gave uh, Jeff 13 points Jeff for left. last round. <laughs> Jeff the shiny left. got him. So wait. And, and then Joe got four and a half plus like three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So are you, you guys shut out this. Episode. oh dude I, co- I i totally i totally just muffed it nope yep totally son of a bitch all right well oh. fine time for the outro we'll see ya i got the blues i got the blues i got the blues no more beer my and you come in again. Again. Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that was. Ugh. <laughs>